Welcome to another episode of And Another Thing, the podcast that continues to set the bar in the world of podcasts. My name is Jody Jenkins. My name is Tony Clement. And of course, we are proud to be a part of the MNC Podcast Network. I got to give a shout out to Jordan and Matt, uh, the team there and their staff and what they've been doing for the show. Some really cool features that we've been able to share on our social media channels. You know those clips they're putting up of like little snippets of the show, Tony? Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, those are called headliners, apparently. And at some point, I think we're going to be able to integrate some of our sponsors' logos. And so just some value-added things that, uh, you know, make our sponsors tick. People like John Mutton and the crew at Municipal Solutions, of course, they are our presenting sponsor. You can find them online at municipalsolutions.ca, and we continue to thank them for their support. And, Tony, I know you can share much more about what John does at Municipal Solutions, plus some of our other supporting partners. Yes, I'd like to do that, Jody. Of course, uh, John Mutton and Municipal Solutions are available for development services and project management. They are excellent at planning services with municipalities, engineering services, architectural services. If you've got a minor variance or a land severance issue, they're great for that. And of course, they're great for building permits. Go to municipalsolutions.ca. They are our presenting sponsor. And then we also want to thank Trevor Townsend. He's a senior vice president at, and an investment advisor at Canaccord Genuity Corporation. And for the past 25 years, Trevor has successfully built an investment advisory pra- practice. He provides counsel to affluent investors and private uh, corporations in the public markets. Uh, so if you've got a strategic investment planning need or a wealth management need for if you're a business owner or an executive or a management professional, if you're a retiree or an affluent investor, uh, please uh, check out Trevor Townsend because he has a holistic approach to his advice. And you can visit Trevor at trevortownsend.ca. And then finally, Jody, from my end, we have Stephen J. Sparling, who has Halton GR. It's a municipal lobbying firm representing uh, the development industry clients in the GTA West, uh, like Etobicoke or Mississauga or Oakville. And Stephen is there to help you, and you go to haltongr.com. There you go. Yes. Wonderful partners, and we appreciate their support. Tony, without giving too much away, you went and saw the new Spider-Man movie? Yes, I did. I saw it on opening night. It was awesome. Like, like how good on a scale of one to ten? Like, oh, I, 11, I think it, you can do the classic. Oh, it was a fifteen or a twelve? Well, you know, it was because because the I, I don't want to give anything away, but the trailer was, in my view, misleading. I thought I knew what the plot was going to be, and it wasn't. So that was really cool. And the other thing, uh, th- like the theater, this is pre. Omicron, I guess, like full bore, but it was only last Friday. Uh, but uh, um, the 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 theater was jam packed, and um, 
the crowd was going crazy, like yelling and screaming and clapping and cheering. It was like the old days in the, in the, in the cinema where people were really having a good time and, and really participating in it. So, uh, yes, I would, uh, definitely recommend it if your movie theater is still open, I suppose. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to that one. And I think Hawkeye was the, the most recent Hawkeye. Was that the finale? No, I think there's, I think there's is a, there one more. Yeah, I think so. Okay. There's, there's either, there's, I think there's only one more though. I think Maybe, the finale is yeah. coming up then. Yeah. The Marvel of course is on a tear and, uh, Spider-Man on, uh, uh, no way home on its first weekend made something like $800 million or something crazy like that. It was the third highest opening ever in, uh, you know, just behind Endgame and infinity war and uh, I believe that, you know, that's that's an amazing accomplishment because we are in COVID times and uh, not everybody wants to go to the movie theater. So it's it's really it's really doing well as it should. Yeah, no, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Hopefully, hopefully movie theaters don't get shut yeah. down uh, in Ontario anytime soon. Uh, of course, our guest today might be able to comment on some of that. So <laughs> exactly. I'll let you introduce... Uh, our friend, and uh, we'll go from there. Well, yes, and abs- oh, before we do that, um, Jody, do you want to talk about our merchandise at all, or do we leave that at the end? <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> we could quickly touch, uh, just quickly, yeah, so we, we have some merch coming out, but the the issue is, is that, so you sent me, or I saw you post these pictures of, like, you, you donated to some archive or shared with some yeah. archive, and it was you as the, a... The, the Peel the Peel archives, because I was the MPP for Brampton South. This becomes yeah, and it was like a fresh-faced picture seconds. of you. Yes. You were probably, like, 10 in one of them and, like, 25 <laughs> in another. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I took the picture as a joke. And I created some merch out of it, like some, I was sending you pictures of like a t-shirt and a sweater and a, a bomber jacket. Yeah. And so you, we shared it. I was kidding. Like I said, you know, get them now before they sell out. I, I mean, first of all, you can't, we can make them and we will, but it's like you, you told, you sent me a text on the weekend saying, by the way, we, somebody wants to buy that sweater. Well, so. yeah, there's an order that I got, and and, and even on the Twitter, there was there is uh, there was another person who responded wondering what the where the link was so she could order one. So I don't know. Okay, by the way, but did you like? I didn't even put a price on the stuff. I know. So that is that person just willing to pay whatever it takes? <laughs> I, anyway, I guess so. The I merch know. will be coming soon, and apparently yeah. they want the fresh faced Tony on a, on a shirt right, know, rather screw, than the old and grizzled Tony yes. screw Jody. I mean, you know, just, <laughs> just give me more Tony on a shirt. So we'll, yeah. uh, we'll get, uh, we'll get, we'll be getting lots of those made and we'll be putting that link out soon. So yes, good. patience is a virtue. So now let's get to the friend of our show who yeah. we're going to have as a guest. Yes, of course. And I do want to give an, and another thing podcast. Welcome to our latest guest, uh, member of provincial parliament for Brampton South Prabmeet Sarkaria. And Prab is also president of the Treasury Board in the Ontario PC government. He has been called the future face of the Ontario PC party. Welcome, Prab. Well, thank you very much, uh, guys. Uh, Tony and Jody, absolute uh, pleasure to be here with you today and uh, finally get a chance to, to get on this podcast. And uh, you know what? I'm going to increase your sales by 100% and uh, pitch in for one of those uh, one of those hoodies, Tony. <laughs> I think they'll do pretty well here. And uh, 
in Brampton. Uh, Tony is a, still a good, well-known name around uh, the streets of Brampton and Infield Village. So I think, well, you, thank you, you, I think you've got something here. Yeah, yeah. Well, it all came about because the Peel Archives uh, contacted me and said, look, you know, you were an MPP for Brampton South and Brampton West Mississauga, and uh, do you have any stuff? So I rummaged around in my storage locker and found five boxes worth of, you know, videos and, oh, wow. uh, you know, uh, like stuff that I'd sent out to people and campaign literature. So they were they were really appreciative, so they they posted a picture of what I look like in 1990, which was somewhat <laughs> different from what I look like today. But we're here to talk about your political career, and I, I have a very basic question to start us off, and because you're a newcomer to politics, uh, you you ran uh, in the last provincial election and you won, and uh, your your ascent into the cabinet has been relatively quick. So how are you finding politics so far? You know, it's been uh, quite the experience, right? Uh, when you're coming into it, you would never have thought you would be dealing or you'd be making decisions in a global pandemic. So, you know, that has, has been a totally different element to uh, everything within kind of the, the experience of politics in the first uh, first three years. Uh, but... You know, it's uh, it's been it's been very exciting. I've had the opportunity to you know meet a lot of people. Had the opportunity to really work on some uh, neat projects. Um, I, you know, I started off uh, as a PA to uh, the Solicitor General. So uh, then you know a junior minister at uh, Small Business Red Tape, and now as the president of the Treasury Board. So I had the ability to see some very interesting and, and neat files and, and really get a a uh, wide experience uh, of what government is really like and uh, be at the forefront of a lot of now decision-making, spending. Um, but more importantly, I think one of the, the best things about politics is just, uh, and, you know, the political side of everything is uh, really the ability to uh, uh, get to know your not only your community, but to, to really get out there and, and, and meet some incredible people all across Ontario, and you really get to learn about uh, how impressive and what this uh, province uh, and the country has to offer not only the rest of the people in, in Ontario, but uh, all across the country and the world. And, and that's probably been one of the most significant learnings uh, is just kind of being able to, to see what Ontario really is and our potential. Is that what's uh, inspiring you these days? Yeah, you know, I, I really do think so, right? Like we've, uh, you know, we've got, uh, we're in the midst of another big wave of, of COVID cases. So, you know, it's so easy to kind of get bogged down and, and, uh, and you know, we've seen a lot of negativity, especially with social media these days. But, you know, you look at where Ontario is positioned, um, we are probably one of the um, most sought after jurisdictions uh, you know, internationally, whether it's somebody that wants to immigrate to this uh, province, whether it's a new company that wants to open up operations, whether it's um, in the, I guess, uh, chase for, you know, leading global talent, uh, um, you know, to continue building on that and, and to make this province a better place uh, than, you know, when we inherited it in 2018 is, is really what drives uh, a lot of the work and, and keeps getting uh, keeps getting you up every morning and keeps you excited because 
I'm sure as, as you know, Tony, that job can be pretty tough sometimes when you're faced with many decisions, you know, you've got to come to the, uh, uh, you've got to come to the realization that uh, you can never please everybody and everyone is always going to criticize every single one of your decisions, but you've got to put your best foot forward and you've got to look long-term and into the future and really do what's best, not only for your community, but for your, for the province. No, I, I think you're right. And, and uh, you know, it, it's, it's the actual opposite of what politicians are accused of. Politicians are accused of, you know, catering to, uh, you know, uh, a voting base or, or chasing votes. But, uh, you know, uh, at the ultimately, uh, you've got to do what you think is right. Uh, but this is a tough time to do that, obviously, uh, with the pandemic. And, and you're, look, you're a politician uh, you, you said the right words that you've got to make the right decisions, but, but a part of you likes to be liked, right? Like, you know, you, you, you like it when your decisions are respected and that people say, you know, Prab made a great decision or Premier Ford made a great decision, but we're in this very divided time right now. So how, how do you, how do you wrap your mind around that? Yeah, that's a great, uh, point and end question, Tony. I think, you know, we, we're in a very polarized environment right now. And I think, uh, you know, that environment currently leads itself to a lot of, uh, you know, I would say uh, conversations that can get uh, <laughs> pretty out of hand. Like I, I'm one who likes to, to call a lot of my constituents back. I like to engage with many of the people uh, I contact my office and really I think you know the, the you know the one thing that I've learned is you know you have a lot of people in politics that will never agree with you but I think mm -hmm. you've always got to have an understanding of where their position is what their arguments are what their rationale is for it and I actually think that makes you it gives it gives you the opportunity to make better decisions but also gives you an opportunity to understand where where others are coming from but you're absolutely like, uh, you know, you want to govern in a way that, uh, you know, every politician wants to be liked. You want to get reelected, right? There's no doubt about that. Right? You put your best foot forward. Um, but sometimes you've got to make the right decisions. And sometimes those right decisions are tough decisions, but it's about leadership, right? I think that's what um, it, it really comes down to is sometimes you've got to make those tough decisions and those tough decisions at the moment will not be popular, but it will be for the, the for the best of not only the province but uh, you know for the people of Ontario and I think all along um, the premier and our government has uh, has been doing that and we're trying to do that and trying to put the best you know foot forward. When you look at a situation like COVID, you know there's no playbook for for something like this. There's no playbook that will tell you you know the the new variant that we're seeing. Um, the data on it is so incomplete still, right? So you're looking all across the world, you're trying to compare what's happening uh, in other jurisdictions. Um, you know, no two jurisdictions are the same. No two jurisdictions have the same variables at play. Um, so there's a lot that goes into these decision-making and there's, you know, it's always easy to, for some to be and play armchair quarterback, but uh, uh, someone's gonna make those decisions and make the right decisions. And sometimes they're tough and sometimes, uh, but at the end of the day, I think when people look back at it, they appreciate, uh, you know, those who had to make those tough decisions and, and the decisions that have, uh, I think for the most part, been the right ones. I'd love to get a sense, and I, I know, um, 
I do not want to infringe upon cabinet confidence or caucus uh, um, privacy, but, uh, you know, just give us a sense sort of generically, let's put it that way, uh, about, uh, you know, how Premier Ford comes to a decision. I know it's a collective decision of cabinet and caucus, but Premier Ford is is the premier. So ultimately the buck stops with him. So give give our audience a little sense of that. Well, I think one thing that uh, is very unique about the premier, uh, and when you compare it to maybe other leaders, whether it's been prime ministers or premiers of other provinces or this province, is that Premier Doug Ford um, is not one you can kind of accuse of being uh, stuck in a bubble. I've never seen someone who goes out of their way or spends as much time as he does calling, you know, just anybody that has his cell phone or was calling him back, texting him back, listening to, you know, what they're hearing on the ground. And it's something that, you know, the premier has done throughout his whole career, of you know, politics and why he has such a good, I get gut instinct. A lot of times when he's hearing things, um, when he's been, you know, when he's got an issue, um, of course, cabinet is very important. And, and, you know, we deliberate and we discuss, we share ideas, we share our concerns, uh, um, all of that. Uh, and then, you know, at the same time, the premier, you know, takes a significant amount of his own time to listen to the concerns of, um, you know, his own, uh, whether it's not only constituents, but anybody who's got his, <laughs> his cell number. So, yeah. um, you know, I've been sitting in meetings with him where he's <laughs> got, getting like, you know, 10, 15 calls and you know, literally a span of tw- 20 minutes. And he'll go home and he'll return most of those calls, if not every single one of them. Um, and hear what what they have to say. So, you know, I we have a you know when it comes to Premier Ford, every one of his decisions, um, you know, you see the situation that he's in and what he has to kind of go through on a daily basis and the tough decisions he has to make. Um, um, you know, I think uh, the reason he's done so well and the reason Ontario has been one of the leading jurisdictions all across the world is because he's had his uh, year to the ground and, and has been able to make the decisions that the people of this province uh, have wanted him to make. And uh, I, I gotta, I, I think that's a good synopsis and you're right. He is unique about keeping in touch with people that uh, having worked with other premiers and prime ministers, uh, no question about it. Um, I feel we should ask this question because of course we're in this Omicron time now. And uh, as we're recording this, Quebec has shut things down and, and so on. And, uh, you know, Jody and I were saying off air, the, the pressure that the premier and the government is facing to do the same thing, to shut everything down again, must be incredibly intense on the shoulders of Premier Ford. Um, having said that, and, and I, I want to put it all out on the table, I, I've been looking at the ICU numbers. And everybody's running around about the, the the total COVID numbers, but we were always told, you know, get your vaccine, and even if you get COVID, because the, there was no guarantee you wouldn't get it, uh, the the impact on your health system, uh, your own personal health, would be, uh, you know, usually a lot less. And uh, so, and sure enough, our ICU numbers have gone from a low of 120, 130 to, you know, 155 to 164 in a system that has 1,100, you know, stretch, but has 1,100 ICU spaces. So, you know, in my mind, 
I want to be honest with you. I, I, I actually don't see the need to do further lockdowns, but I'm sure the pressure on Premier Ford and your government is, well, Quebec just locked down and here's what happened in Newfoundland and here's what the UK is doing and here's what Australia is doing. We got to do something. So, you know, take us, again, I don't want you to betray any confidences, but take us through how you how you measure those kinds of conflicting forces. Yeah, no, that's a, it's a great question, Tony. And I think you've really got to look at it from, from many different angles, right? Cases are just one... Um, uh, one indication, and I think you've uh, really nailed it with the ICU capacity, right? The, the thing that stretches the healthcare system the most is the ICU capacity. And if we have a, you know, we haven't seen as of yet, preliminary data has not shown us, um, or we haven't seen, at least in the numbers, um, a huge increase in ICU uh, admissions. Now, that could change by next week, it could change by two weeks from now, but that's something that's really important for us to to monitor and to and to look at. So um, that's absolutely right. We need to really kind of focus in on some of those other other indicators or health human resources that are available um, across the province. When you look at Quebec, I think you know a lot of times it's it's not it's it's difficult to compare the two because you know for example um, Quebec is still only vaccinating boosters over 65 today. You know, we've opened up to 18 and over. We administered administered over you know 200,000 today um, booster shots uh, just today. So that's a very wow. impressive kind of number from you know all of our um, all of those involved in, in, in the vaccine rollout, all of our doctors, nurses, uh, uh, administrators. It's an incredible feat that you know we've been able to do over 200,000 today, and it will continue for the next couple of days. Um, but at the same time. Um, you know, you look at what's happening, not just, you know, here in Ontario, maybe Canada, but we've got to look at across the world as well. And I think it really originated out of South Africa. You look at other places in Europe. It's got to be a combination of data that will drive um, that will drive kind of decision making here in, in, in Ontario. And and that's really what we've got to we've got to look at a high a ICU capacity, hospital admissions are are two of the biggest, uh, uh, I think, items that need to be examined and mm-hmm. looked at. And then from there, we take take the advice of our, our, our medical officials, as Premier Ford has been doing for the last, uh, since the onset of the pandemic, to, to make the right decisions and, and keep, uh, keep everyone safe. I'll ask you a Treasury Board question now. <laughs> and I'll, uh, I'll, I'll uh, hand it over to Jody to see if he's got any questions. But... Uh, as a former Treasury Board president myself uh, at the federal level, I know uh, how important Treasury Board is. It's a central agency of government. Uh, it, uh, I, I call it the chief operating officer role of government, uh, and uh, it's, a, it's an important job. Um, it's not the, the most high-profile job. Because people, when you say Treasury Board President, they have no idea, you know, on on Ray Lawson Boulevard in Brampton, <laughs> what that means. Uh-huh. How do you how do you see your role, and how do you want to make your mark uh, in that role? Yeah, it's really funny. A lot of people, you're right, they don't know what Treasury Board is, so I just tell them I'm the President of Ontario, and and they and then they're like, oh yeah, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but no, it's one of those yeah, it's one of those positions where. Uh, internally, um, you know, it's um, 
you know, all the spending, all approvals go through Treasury Board. Um, and externally, sometimes, you know, you don't see, um, you don't have as much, um, I guess, face time in the media, et cetera. So it's one, it's one that, um, you know, I've uh, had to really, um, it's, it's also, as you would know, a very technical position. You, you really learn how government works uh, at, at Treasury Board. Um, you learn how you can, you know, what your capacity is to do new programs. Um, and, you know, I think the biggest thing about Treasury Board is that um, um, it's all about managing uh, not only expectations, but really uh, being able to deliver uh, on the Premier's kind of agenda in a strategic manner. We all know that, you know, we don't have an unlimited amount of resources to fund anything and everything that, uh, you know, everybody wants. But we have a pretty ambitious goal in the province of Ontario to to really build Ontario into what it could be, whether that's building highways, subways, uh, you know, building and shoring up our uh, healthcare capacity by building new hospitals, building new long-term care centres. So, you know, you've got to really manage and ensure, and, and one of the things that I, I get to do is really make sure that as a government, we're on track to to do what, you know, the Premier's province. So it's an opportunity to really deliver on key and core um, strategy and, and uh, key and core principles that uh, the government has mandated and the government wants to see. So that 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 actually is, is a very exciting uh, part of Treasury Board, is, is bringing everybody um, and, and focusing in on the, the government at large strategy and making sure that everything that we're spending and doing is in alignment with that. Yeah, and as I, I like to say uh, when I was president of the Treasury Board, you know, uh, the uh, the finance minister, and you've got a great one in uh, Peter Bethlenfalvy, uh, he gets his day uh, in the sun, maybe two days, uh, the fall economic statement and then the spring budget. The other 363 days, it's the president of the Treasury Board who's got to look after the, the finances. So uh, we wish you well on that. Jody, uh, what uh, what do you want to talk about? No, I, I'm just enjoying listening to you two discuss what it's like being a part of the Treasury Board, so it's been enjoyable. Um, I know that, Prab, you're a big Raptors fan. I, uh, I'd just be curious to know what your thoughts are on the team so far this season. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a huge Raptors fan. I'm really impressed with uh, Scotty Barnes. Um, I think, you know, I was... I was one of those fans that were kind of on like, you know, what is Masai doing with uh, uh, with Scotty here? You know, we should have gone with Suggs, but um, it's been incredible to see the potential that uh, the Raptors will have. Like, you know, we're not going to be contending, you know, this year or maybe next, but we've got some great pieces, some great young guys that Masai has brought in that will really, I think, deliver um, – big for the city, you know, once again, and, uh, you know, who would have thought that uh, a couple of years ago, when you look back at it, that we could win a, win an NBA title. And, uh, here we are once again, kind of, uh, uh, trying to build up to that again. And, uh, I'm pretty excited to see what we're, uh, what we've got here. So now we just got to make sure the Leafs win somehow and the drought. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's uh, that. Uh, well, I'm a Habs fan, so I won't comment more. Oh more my gosh, that's brutal. <laughs> I know. And <laughs> is I was, there a mute button? Is there a mute? Can you mute Tony? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, I, we're not having a great season, and Leafs are. So there you go. So hopefully the uh, season will 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 lurch to the end, and we'll uh, be able to get through a, a full season, even with all the COVID protocols. Perhaps, Sarkaria, I want to thank you on behalf of our show and our listeners uh, for, you know, taking the time. I know it's a, it's a busy time for you and it's uh, uh, getting close to the holiday season and all of those uh, requirements. Uh, and I know you've got, you've got one or two young ones at home. I've got one little one. She's uh, Deva. Her, her name is Deva. She's 19 months. So uh, she's now learned how to, to run around, open my office door. She's talking and it's... Uh, it's a great experience. Uh, I'm loving it. Well, welcome to Parenthood. We've all been there and uh, keep doing your great work for Ontario. Thank you for joining our show. Thank you so much uh, for having me. Absolute pleasure. Thanks, Tony. Jody, thank you. Excellent discussion there. And I didn't know, I forgot to ask him what it's like being dubbed the face of what was it politics or conservatives or what was what was the, it the, the new, new face fa- the new face of the Ontario PC party yeah oh, okay i forgot to ask him what it's like to be dubbed that but i'm sure uh i'm sure he'd be humble enough to just say oh it's a you know it's an honor and yeah i think so and uh we should have asked him how stephen lecce felt about it <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe there's some infighting yeah yeah, Pacini felt about it. Yeah, exactly. Another new face. Yeah, oh exactly. Oh my gosh. Anyway, um, no, that was good. Nice. Sounds like a good guy, and yeah. we definitely should have him back. Yeah. Now, and as as I say, he he represents my former riding, so I've got a little bit of pride of ownership there. But he's doing a great job. <laughs> and it sounds like he wants to buy a young Tony hoodie. <laughs> they're, That's they're what we're just going to call the, the young Tony. The young Tony. Oh my gosh! I'm gonna have to stay up late tonight getting all that stuff working. I know you're now. gonna have to get the silk screen going. Uh, the yeah, the silk screener. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna be doing it myself. On exactly my, on my machine, which I don't have. But, yeah, uh, I'll get one of those heat transfer things. Yeah, exactly. You remember we used to get those T-shirts on Young Street? You know the ones. Yeah, instant. Well, those. The, there's one in our local mall. There's Seriously. one that does that again. Yeah. So I mean, it's what's old is new again. I know. Yeah. The, um, the kids are learning again. I want to give a shout out to our guest. Is it next week? Because we're going to do a great show, a review of the year. Have yeah. some fun with Steve Pakin. Yeah, and we want to thank Steve for uh, for stepping up yet again. And he's been one of our great listeners, and as well as guests. Uh, we're going to do a year end, uh, you know, a year in review, and yeah. uh, the year coming up with uh, Steve Pakin. So stay tuned for that because I think he'll be our first three time guest. Possibly, I think. Yeah. I think that'll be his third appearance on the show. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think he holds the title of uh, most listened to shows with Robert Benzie, meaning that Robert Benzie and Steve Pakin listen to all our shows. Yeah, so, that's what we mean. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah that's which, right. to me, I still shake my head. But <laughs> <laughs> We're, we're anyway, in there, just, in their books. It's, yes. Uh, once again, thanks to John Mutton and the team at Municipal Solutions. You can find them online at Municipal Solutions. .ca, our presenting sponsor. And Tony will give some love to 
some of our other partners. Yeah, we also want to thank Trevor Townsend. He's a senior VP and investment advisor at Canaccord Genuity Corporation. You can visit Trevor at trevortownsend.ca. And then, of course, our friend uh, Stephen Sparling. I saw him uh, at the Albany Club walk around last week, of course, and uh, he is, uh, he's got his own uh, lobbying firm, haltongr.com. Enjoy your Christmas holidays. Uh, we will do this again in seven days. Looking forward to it. And uh, all the best uh, for Christmas, Tony. Yeah, Merry Christmas to you and Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to all of our wonderful listeners.